Think about this. If God answered every prayer request of yours in the last month with yes, how many people would come to saving faith in Jesus Christ? You know, it's a hard question, but it's a question that comes to mind for me when I read what Jesus said to his disciples in the upper room in John 14, starting at verse 12. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. You know, the great pastor and writer Oswald Chambers had this to say about that passage. He said, Prayer does not equip us for greater works. Prayer is the greater work. Yet we think of prayer as some common sense exercise of our higher powers that simply prepares us for God's work. In the teachings of Jesus Christ, prayer is the working miracle of redemption in me, which produces the miracle of redemption in others through the power of God. And you know, Jesus also commanded his disciples in Matthew 9, 37 and 38. He said to them, see that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers into his harvest. And I also like what Oswald Chambers observes with this passage. He says, there is nothing thrilling about a laboring person's work, but is the laboring person who makes the ideas of the genius possible. And it is the laboring saint who makes the ideas of his master possible. When you labor at prayer from God's perspective, there are always results. What an astonishment it will be to see once the veil is finally lifted, all the souls that have been reaped by you simply because you have been in the habit of taking your orders from Jesus Christ. Wow, what an incredible idea. And, and what a mystery, you know, we talked about last week about how, you know, God wants to hear from us, yet he knows everything that we're going to ask. He knows everything that we say. He knows, or will say, and he knows everything that we need. And yet he wants to hear from us. He wants to hear from us regularly. And I think it's because that's the way God enjoys to work in relationship with us. And it's no different in the greatest purpose that we have in this world of sharing the gospel and spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And Paul goes right to that same idea in our passage for this week. Following on in Colossians 4, verses 3 and 4, it says, At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the words to glare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which, which is how I ought to speak. So two things in particular, he's asking them to pray for him and those that are with him. Number one, that a door would be opened for the mystery of the gospel to be proclaimed. And then when it's proclaimed, that it would be, be declared clearly, he says, as it ought to be spoken. 
And so I think that's something that we need to follow in his example as we are praying regularly for the people around us that God's brought into our lives that don't know Jesus. That a door will be open, not just to be able to have relationship with him, but particularly so that the mystery can be declared. And so, you know, we've been talking about this idea of becoming intentional households. And I think one of the great ways that we can lead in our households is to lead in prayer, particularly for the people that God's brought around us that don't know Jesus. And one thing I think very practically you can do, moms and dads especially, is to lead your kids in praying for the people that are right around you that don't know Jesus. And you can pray that, number one, that a door will be open so that we can give them the gospel. And number two, that when we speak it, that we say it very clearly so that they can understand it. You know, and one very practical thing that I think you can do is to create a, uh, like a neighborhood map. Hopefully you can see this. And you can do this with your kids where you just put a, a, a house in the middle and then put different households around the house of people that live near you or maybe people that uh, God's putting on the hearts of your children and, and put the names down. And what I would encourage you to do and challenge you as, as each home is to pray regularly for those homes. And what I would encourage you to do as a household is to pray regularly with your children by name for those people that God's put on their hearts and that God's put on your heart. And I would also encourage you as households to pray for one another within the church along these same exact lines. You know, a number of years ago when I was leading a, a youth group at my former church, um, we, we had the students uh, create maps of, of the people in their neighborhoods. And uh, there was a girl that I think she was about 15 or so and she made a map and she had made this attachment onto her map where she creatively put this house a little farther away and she said they were across a couple of fields and a, a creek and she talked about how there was a couple that lived there that was older and they had a grown son who was in the Marine Corps and this grown son was deployed to Afghanistan. And she just said that, hey, this is a detail about them that I know, and I know that I can pray for them that way. You know, it just struck me how here is a 15-year-old girl that knows something very important about that household. Their son is deployed into a war zone. And do you think that that family is thinking about that a lot? Absolutely. Now, this girl's youth pastor had no idea about that information, but this girl knew about it. And God in heaven knows about that specific detail. And it just really struck me for the first time about how God can powerfully use his body, deployed into the various places that they are, connected to the relationships that they're connected to, to meet people in very powerful places with where they are and with what they need. And so I would encourage you guys to really see your household, your home, as a, uh, a place that God is going to use to reach the people around you that you're connected to. Trust him to work, but let's ask him as the Lord of the harvest to work. And let's start being faithful and steadfast and watchful in those prayer requests of opening open doors, of opportunities to share the gospel with the people around us and pray that those words would be clear and that they would understand them.